Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello. Welcome to Monday's show. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I'm so glad to be back for a week of shows. I hope you had a good 4th of July weekend. I hate the 4th of July. I know I'm starting off on a negative foot. I I just, you know what? There are some things in my life that I've always not been a fan of, and I swallow my American pride, and I get through it, and I put on a happy face, even though I secretly don't like it. And then, um, and then in uh, this is, I did this with so many things in my life where I did not like them. Number one, Bill Cosby never liked him. Never ever enjoyed the comedic stylings of Bill, Mr. Bill Cosby. Didn't like the Cosby Show. Like I, I understood that it was, it was, you know, I was a little too young to to like it when it was out and popular. Um, And then hated his stand up. My dad tried to show me a stand up before, uh, you know, before everything, um, before he got out of jail. He was just the last December. He was showing me some old Cosby stuff, just really trying to get me on board. No, uh, you know, when I was a kid, he put in some fucking CD when we were on a car trip of like, you love Cosby. And um, I felt my dad's always so on the money about what's funny, Um, you know. 
especially when he talks about I was going to try to keep rhyming it and I just gave up it was money honey uh uh funny money honey bunny it just like it was not even going to be good it's better if I just call it out so my dad's always really good about he exposed me to Conan and Seinfeld and all you know he's a funny dude he puts on this like Cosby album that's like about Cosby as a kid storing up ice or snow and saving a snowball for the summer I mean it's kind of a good concept did not enjoy it had to like swallow that and be like I liked it dad gritted teeth and then he came to my college in 2006 and I went to go see him this is before you know it was after he had been accused of stuff but like before Hannibal Burris like brought it to light which is so fucking weird that that's why all of this kind of kicked off even though it was in front of all of us the whole time um he came to my school. We probably paid him $200,000, something disgusting. And um, I went to go see him because everyone had said, you know, when you, I just started comedy three years prior. And so I was just the movie comedian, Chris Rock is in it, talking to Seinfeld about going to see Cosby. And he does this, I'll never forget it. He's telling, because I've seen the movie so many goddamn times. Comedian, the documentary is so goddamn good. It holds up. It's just a uh, really, uh, just shows you the world of comedians if you're interested i mean so much has been done about comedians we really like to talk about ourselves but um there's this one scene when chris rock is talking to jerry about seeing cosby he's like jerry he did three hours of killer shit killer shit and, it, and at one point he's like and it was all new like it, he did like two diff, two separate shows and it was all new and like i just remember seeing chris rock be so reverential being like okay Cosby's the greatest he has to be and I just was like okay I'll give him another whirl went to go see him in college I fucking fell asleep and that is not a joke I fell asleep because it was so goddamn boring and then uh, you know insert joke here of maybe he didn't you know drug those women maybe he just was telling a story a comedic story about going to the dentist as an 11 year old um so I never let Cosby swallowed that my whole life never liked air shows never liked uh People, fat men on uh, diving boards. I I would always pan, uh, didn't like scary movies. Didn't like IMAX. Anything that would be scary. Heights, roller coasters, all of that. Had to pretend that like had to make up lies for like why I didn't like it, even though I was just scared. And then you you get to be an adult and you go on roller coasters and you realize they're pretty fucking fun and sometimes they make you come. Uh, X Factor never stopping thinking about you. You're still out there somewhere and I'll find you someday. Um. But 4th of July has always annoyed me. I, as a kid, I was terrified of fireworks. I just can't imagine not being scared of fireworks when you're a child. It's exploding fire. And even in my child brain, I knew that things could detonate and things could go wrong. And what if they exploded on the ground? Or what if they shot into your face? And, you know, I just hated them. I and and. I oh, I was always just like this odd kid out that didn't like it and had to go inside and was scared and like cried and so embarrassing. Come to find out, fireworks are fucking annoying. <laughs> I'm sorry. Everyone on Twitter got on board this year. Let me just say, I was on Twitter last night. Everyone hates fireworks now. It's like almost kind of like the woke thing because it harms dogs and veterans who might be PTSD or, you know, anyone who... Just doesn't like loud explosions. I mean, like, Nikki, uh, what? Do you remember snaps? Are those little things you throw on the ground that are like, yeah, look like little uh, pieces of toilet paper you find in your vagina? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I think that's the best comparison. No one's ever made that one. People talk about the vagina papers, which is a, 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 a thesis I'm working on, but no one ever talks about those little pop rocks. I love those things. Those are safe. They're predictable. You did? Yes. I was terrified of them. Interesting. Okay. Well, I, I honor your fear. Sparklers were safe for me too. It was a controlled thing. I never saw those explode. The snap things, they didn't really, they just made a noise and it wasn't too loud. But fireworks are bullshit. We live, first of all, dogs hate them. Animals hate them. It scares animals. It's just suddenly like your city is in war. I mean, what other time? Isn't it supposed to be reflective of the war as well? Like that's why we do it is to like bombs bursting in air. Like, isn't that like we want want a war? Isn't it? Isn't that it? Like, why are we replicating war in a celebratory way? Like war is hell. I think someone said that. And so when I hear these explosions across town, I mean, it is crazy. It's just like not festive. I understand having young kids and like little boys like fireworks. I understand there's some fun to it. And then adult men like to put them off because you know it reminds them of their childhood and like i get it i get people that like pyrotechnics i understand it i really do i'm not trying to be like totally naive and say that there's nothing fun about fireworks they are beautiful it's fun to watch you know a spectacle that's controlled but overall the damage it does is i don't think very worth it like although i am annoyed by twitter let me say let me go on the other flip side of this oh is your doggy doesn't like the fireworks Oh, just so the whole celebration be shut down because you got a doggy and you suddenly understood empathy for animals? Well, then you better be a fucking vegan. If you're on Twitter bitching about the animals are don't like the bomb noises and the sparks scare my dog and I had to go get... Then you better... Then I hope you're a vegan because... Uh, the, that That annoys me when people have all this like, my dog... And don't extend it to other animals. Just just try. Just try to like trickle that like a like one of those fireworks that looks like a weeping willow tree. Let the embers of empathy trickle down to the animals that are being uh, abused and so terrified, just like your little dog shaking underneath the table because of firecracker. Those animals are constantly feeling that way because you like bacon. All right. That's all I got to say on that. So uh, there's a part of Twitter that I'm like, oh, good. They're acknowledging that 4th of July sucks. We're all getting on board with this. However, uh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't act like you like animals. And I know you eat meat and you're like grilling out. And you're like, my dog's scared. And then you're eating meat. Just I'm sorry. But I like meat. Well, people like fireworks. So suck it. Um, Took care of my dog, Marion, this weekend. Am I in a, a two this weekend? Perhaps. Do my dogs not like fireworks? They don't give a fuck about fireworks. So I am one of the lucky ones. But my dog, Marion, if you didn't know, my parents' dog, Marion, um, was attacked uh, last week by a, a dog who was just, you know, acting on instinct. Um, I forgive that dog, immediately forgave that dog. I have no problem with the dog. People keep asking me about what happened. And I go, I don't even know. And I don't want to know. It just happened. And it doesn't matter. I understand like preventing it from happening again. Clearly that that's being taken care of, but my parents don't even really want to talk about the incident. I don't want to hear about it. It sounds so traumatic. I told them I was sorry. They went through it multiple times. They don't really know how to accept that, but they act. I, I don't even know what they witnessed. It must've been horrible. Cause she has a gigantic scar that I literally can't even put on Instagram. Really like the depths of it because people would be like, what the fuck? 
And um, and they would resent me for like even posting a, a, me smiling because it's like, how could you be smiling if your dog is ripped to shreds? Um, I had to watch her this weekend because my parents went out of town and it has been a full time, not even a full time job, a round the clock, only not anxious about it when I'm sleeping and even then waking up every second because she might move in a way that the stitches get ripped out. Um. I can't walk my dog Luigi without her wanting, I can't leave her or she'll freak out and she'll move in a way that will rip the stitches. So I have to constantly have her see me and then to walk this. So Luigi's being neglected because I can't walk him as much because I can't really like jostle her around and carry her. It's just a nightmare. It's like, it's so, I need a husband so fucking bad. I just want a partner to help me. And it's like situations like this that I realize that partnership is, crucial when you're caring for something or you know even if I had like um just like a, a, I guess if I ever want to be a single mom I would get help right away I didn't have any help lined up for this and so and my parents have each other when they were taking care of her so they don't really understand like she's fine leave her in the cage when you take Luigi for a walk okay well if no one's at home she's gonna jump up on the cage and stretch out her things her her stitches so I can't leave her Oh yeah, we didn't realize we never actually left her alone. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess never leave her alone. Oh, okay. Well, that is a lot to ask <laughs> when I have to eat, I have to bathe, I have to give her medicine three times, like all these different times of day. Um, it was just a lot, and I'm complaining. But shout out to anyone out there who has been a nurse for an animal or um, a loved one in in your life. It is a it's it's nice to like realize you haven't showered or <laughs> changed your clothes or had time to, like I felt like a mom I felt like a like a single mom this weekend because I just felt a lot of bending down carrying this like I had to carry Marion like a baby all weekend like in a bundle really wrapped tight so that her leg kept the stitches together because it's right on her leg like when she it's you guys it's a nightmare it's a fucking nightmare but um. I did have help from Andrew and his girlfriend, Brenna. It was really nice that they stuck around. They hung out with me this weekend here at the apartment. I got a Roomba. That was exciting. I got three pets. My Roomba is like, I don't know if anyone here has had a Roomba before, but you on, you give life to something that was not alive before. And I really felt like I was like, have a new pet. And I turn it on and it goes out and it cleans. And I, I all I do is I, I um, I'll sweep and I'll sweep in its like, line of travel and it just picks it like I help it out I feed it that's why I call feeding it I wipe off all the crumbs off the table and I go time to feed Roomba it's so fun and um the dogs are kind of scared of it but not that much as much as I thought they would be and then you press a little button and it'll go back to the dock it's so I cannot believe this but it truly feels like a, a separate entity has entered my life that uh yeah, so that was nice. So I didn't have to like sweep as much this weekend. Oh my God. It was just, we watched a lot of, uh, we watched two movies this weekend, me, Brenna and Andrew. Um, my parents are coming back tonight. I had to take Marion to the vet later on today. Um, I don't like having responsibilities like this. It's, I, it was, there is something nice about it because you really truly don't think about yourself at all. And now I understand when moms are just like bedraggled and like 
say like I don't even know the last time I took a bath or like I, I I'm not talking about moms that I go wow she looks gross she should take care of herself I don't think that I'm just saying like when I hear moms talk about like I don't even know when I, the last time I ate and you're like what it's like because I'm sure so many of you are rolling your eyes like wow Nikki have you ever took Kate taking care of anything of your in your life and the answer is no no I, I mean I have but like nothing with an open wound and today Andrew was like Cause I said something about maybe someday we were talking about having kids someday, not me and Andrew, but like separately. And I was like, I would be down to adopt like a disabled child. And I like, that's something that I like might want to do someday. I don't, I was just looking at my future and like, just like a teenage, like just a a case that's hard and that, and, and the kind of hard where you're like, you don't even know how hard it's going to be. And Andrew was like, you couldn't, like you would have to do like your life would stop. And I go, no, well, I'd be rich enough to get help with the kid, but it, you know, maybe I could do it. And then today he was like, or the other day he was like, you know, this is like what you said with the disabled child, like what it would be like. And I'm like, okay, maybe a disabled child that has, doesn't have an open wound. If the, like, I was thinking about if Marion was just a baby, it would be so much easier because babies you can like set in a pram and like put in a basket. Like I put her in a basket and you can like set it down and like, yes, the baby will cry and like be discomforted, but it won't have an open wound that if the baby moves in a certain way, it rips open. Not to say that all babies are, don't have like some babies do have surgery and you have to be very careful. The idea of having a small dog that has an open wound who is behaving like it doesn't is fucking crazy. You just have to watch it all the time. Now she's like passed out. She's like sitting in Andrew's chair and um, thank God I have history with Marion because if anyone else was babysitting Marion this weekend and did not know what she's like anyway, they would think she's dying all the time because she always has a face like, Ugh! and then she'll make little noises like, it's just, and it's like, it sounds like she like her wound is just, you know, exploding into her throat, but it's, that's not, that she just makes those noises. So she would have been rushed to the emergency room a million times by whatever caretaker they gave her to. So I was lucky that I was available for her and that no one asked me to do anything this 4th of July weekend and that I was completely free. It is the last weekend of my life for a while that I'm going to be free. So grateful for it. Grateful for you listening. Let's get Andrew in here and recap the weekend. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. 
Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer, and so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does, and it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time, you want it to look really good, and you want it to, like, stand the test of time in terms of, like, fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince, because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year-round. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Hey, Andrew. Good morning, Nikki. How'd you sleep last night, buddy? Oh, man. I don't know if you talked about it yet. About what? Long dick. Oh, God, no. Not even close. My <laughs> really? God. So funny. Uh, Andrew's like <laughs> obsession. Last but, night came to a head. No, literally. Uh, it's so funny. So 
I mean, do, do you want to go into it? Because yeah, okay. I, I'm fascinated by your fascination by it because I literally have not thought about that in uh, since then. And I bet Brenna hasn't either. But you have been, it was a, you were like top of the long dick to you. Like it was the first thing you thought of this morning. Yeah. It was the first thing you thought of even when I even mentioned watching this yesterday. So last night we're getting ready to watch a movie. Brenna is showering. We're in the living room and I go, oh, we can watch that sex life show. I've already watched two episodes. That's the one where the, everyone talks about the third episode where you see his gigantic penis. Um, and I go, I've, I've, I've like watched <laughs> sex life. That would be fun for us all to watch and like make fun of, you know, we were Andrew and I are picking out something to watch. And Andrew's just like, I, you've already seen it. And I go, it's so funny though. It'd be fun to watch again. I could just tell he was like, I don't really want to see long dick with my girlfriend sitting here. Like there was a vibe of that. Past Andrew, I, I've, it was a big moment for me because past Andrew could not sit next to a girl that he has sex with and look at another man's gigantic elephant trunk cock and and feel very comfortable with it. I was yeah. a little scared. Luigi was afraid of fireworks. I was afraid of her reaction. Mm -hmm. She smiled. I never realized she had all those teeth. She she did react in a way that was like she like grew wow. teeth. Yeah. <laughs> She was like a shark. Like all of a sudden there were layer, rows and rows. <laughs> I videotaped it. I really felt like I, I I farted afterwards. Well, hold on. Let's back up. So <laughs> I mentioned, let's watch Sex Life. Brenna's not in the room and he goes, you've already seen that. You know, and I go, it would be really, I would watch it again because I was like half watching it when I put it on by myself. I go, it'd be fun to make fun of. <laughs> And then we just drop it because I go, oh, wait, long dicks in that. I don't want to make him feel weird with Brenna. It's like a sex show. Like he might feel inadequate or something. They just had had, had sex. It was very clear because they uh, a couple hours before this, they had come. I had come <laughs> back from a walk. I'm carrying the dog. I'm my bleeding dog. I'm have the other dog. I'm like struggling with a bunch of shit. And Andrew's just waiting for me at the door with this like <laughs> kind of like energy that I'm like. Hi, and he's like, uh, so, um, uh, Brenna, you ask her. It's okay, Brenna, you can ask her. And she's like hiding, and he's like, just, just say it. And I'm like, can I just put down my stuff before whatever is about to happen goes off? And I, I put, I'm put down all my stuff, and he's like, can uh, Brenna pick out one of your sex? Can we borrow one of your sex toys? Like, do you have any extra? And I was like, yeah, sure. Just there's a box. He's like, okay, Brenna, come out. You can, you can, you can go through them. And I'm like, let me just bring you guys the box. You can go through it. So I just go get the box. They, they dig through it. They pick out something and then they go in their room and I figure they're like having fun. And then afterwards <laughs> is when we watch sex life. So I knew they were coming off of a romp and I didn't want you to have to put on sex life after a romp after you had just performed. I get it because the show is like so sexy that it like. I well, it's know. funny. Well, it was and interesting. I felt your vibe. Is neither one of us actually uh, had an orgasm before the show. Then we had sex after the show. Both orgasms. So, if that's uh, not a positive review for this show, uh, and a, a negative one for the sex toy you borrowed. Yeah, it did. I uh, know we went all natural later. We mm. were watching the fireworks through the window while having sex. It was pretty actually nice. Pretty cool. Um, the guy, not a good actor. I mean, great cock, obviously, but I mean, I really think like without his cock, that show would do 30% less views. Like, I really do think his dick really just like blew that show up. I mean, because so, it came viral to like film your reaction. I mean, it was a whole marketing thing. I, I was thinking about the marketing say, company. Women say, oh, you know, size doesn't matter. 
And then this guy's Instagram, I mean, he's not a good actor. His dick has literally made him famous. Mm-hmm. Every show or movie he's going to be in, he's going to have to show, whether it's a Disney movie or what, his <laughs> dick needs to show. He's just doing a vo- voice of a character. <laughs> a voiceover. And they they still have to like somehow work in. And I have a nine inch cat. <laughs> Placid. I mean, right, thanks, what did you Jeremy. feel about that dick? I mean, does I it didn't not- care at all. I watched so much porn that dick means literally not. Who is the people that react to dicks? Don't watch porn. Don't watch porn. I yeah. mean, like, I'm sorry. Like, that did not affect me at all. It, there was nothing about that. It was that was Disney compared to the stuff I watched. I mean, yes, it was a long penis, but it was like. I, I don't know. It just didn't. I didn't care that much. It's when I thought it's it was not just, expected. That's like it's like seeing a dick in Walmart or whatever. It was expected like, though. Like the whole scene was building up to the the <laughs> husband going to stalk this guy's dick in the shower. <laughs> yeah, that was the best. Part we all knew that. the dick was coming. <laughs> And also, we all knew because everyone says episode three, 19 minutes, blah, 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 seconds. And like, seconds, yeah. yeah. So, the, how funny is it though that the guy bought the funny a $600 though, monthly membership to see a dick three times longer than his? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I feel like the funniest thing that happened was after we saw the dick, we were all laughing and we're just giggling about the dick, or, or Andrew and Brenner are watching her reaction that he filmed. And he laughs so hard that he f- accidentally farts and like a big <laughs> fart, like massive fart. And then he kind of just like let it all out. And Brenna even goes, why is it that every time you fart, it, f- it seems like you've been holding them in all day? And I'm just quietly like, because he has been. And that definitely just came out because you laughed. You didn't mean for it to. Yeah. But that I wasn't have, like you were I have going, been farting in front of her. I know, like, but whatever. that one was like, you wouldn't have just l- unleashed insane right after she saw big dick so then andrew goes i was just trying to like uh distract you from the dick and and then he starts going see if that guy could fart like that (laughs) he was making it a joke like it was a tactic to like make her feel like to gain back uh her interest yeah yeah to to reroute control Andrew decides to fart and I was in Brenna yesterday gave me the book why men prefer bitches and I was just reading that book yesterday and it's there's so much in it of like when he does this you need to do this when he texts you this say sorry I have plans (laughs) like there's all these when this happens and so I was thinking about a book where it's like if your girlfriend sees a big dick when you're watching TV, <laughs> release the biggest fucking fart just to let her know that that guy couldn't fart like that. Like, it was just like the dumbest thing. It was so funny. I was crying laughing, uh, dude. I was laughing so hard when you farted and then per- then joked that it yeah, was on purpose. It was, uh, it's a good, well, in the show, they say subliminally put subliminal messages in, in, in a, in whatever whatever you write so then your partner knows what to do even if it's about someone else so what do you mean in the show remember the husband finds the writing and the, her friend is like wow that's brilliant you should cone that or uh, whatever you should put that in a book we could sell that oh the right like to, messages to write up to, not even subliminal just write in a journal what to do to me yeah that someone else did and yes then, so that's the movie you guys this woman is like rehashing this amazing sexual partner old long dick that she had in the past her husband finds the journal and he's really turned on by it also threatened but turned on and so the husband suddenly is like fucking her well because he read her journal so 
I'm saying out there, if you guys, if you're a guy out there and your lady is, uh, you know, just saw a huge cock, let out a fart uh, as loud and as long as you can. And uh, one that sounds like it came out after that kind of dick was in your ass. Yeah. <laughs> because the old, like, the, the part. It's smart because it will completely. It, you're not competing. You're, it's too. It's like. A, isn't that what Republicans do? Like a baldism? Isn't that hmm. like, oh, well, that's true. Well, what about this? Yes. You know? So that's what that is. Oh, oh that dick, dick is big. What about, can he fart like this? <laughs> Probably not. It's true. It's true. I, I, I don't see that guy farting as now, good as me. Now, when you had sex after long dick, because uh, you were thinking about long dick this morning when I saw you. You mentioned it before. I did? Be- yeah, you mentioned it in the kitchen at one point. Oh, I didn't think so. And then you mentioned it in here. There is no way Long Dick wasn't on your mind when you went to bed after we watched Long Dick and had sex. Was that a weird moment for you? You know, I I thought it would be. And I think it just shows how much I feel comfortable with Brenna and how much I like her and how much I like myself these days where Long Dick did not affect my performance or even come up in my mind of when I was having sex. Great. Yeah. And it should be that way. There's nothing she would ever... I, I mean... She, there's nothing she ever says or does that would be the type of behavior that I see so often that sometimes people don't even know they're doing that would accidentally make someone else feel insecure. Yeah. Like she's unquestionably into you yeah. and there's no doubt about it. So there's, you feel secure because you, she makes you feel secure. Yeah. It's awesome. Because she's a, a, a real person that isn't like, you just don't get anything shifty with her. I was telling her yesterday, like. There's just nothing else going on with... Her. I love y'all's friendship. I think it's uh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, I got addicted to Brenna this weekend. Luigi and I fell in love with Brenna this weekend. And um, she, of course, uh, Andrew's girlfriend is leaving for Chicago. I don't even want to talk about it. Uh, she's leaving for Chicago. <laughs> yeah, Nikki's moving couple to weeks. Chicago. <laughs> I might be right behind her. I think that Brenna and I are going to do a long-distance friendship. No, Brenna and I seriously had a great heart-to-hearts this weekend because... Um, well, oh, yeah. Andrew left us alone because he couldn't handle. We've, I mean, we've been alone before, Brenda and I, but like, we got to like bond while I was uh, using a scalpel on her foot. I got to go after her corns on her feet. She has like these adorable <laughs> hot corns. Like, hot she corn. has like the, she has like the cutest feet. I got to um, go after her corns. Andrew really was not happy with it happening i cut my finger and he really doesn't like blood and so that scared him too which i get so we stopped and then he was like actually you guys can keep going i'm just gonna go take a shower and then we just sat down and watched uh, put on the bachelorette and then we just talked for a really long time and i um scraped her corns and it was like so fun and like we just she just lets me i can say anything to her and she's not gonna be like judgmental of it and she tells me things that uh, like i feel like someone tells like good friends that you trust and i just feel like very i'm just like oh my god it just and i told you this before it's the first time that i can realize uh, my my best friend who is a man or a girl like this happens with girls too when my when my girlfriends get boyfriends no matter how great they are there's a part of you that goes i'm not gonna be able to hang out as much and not that like we we wouldn't if you were married to someone but that friendship our friendship can still remain the exact same yeah, dude. and i could even have like a great friendship with 
which I've never been re- reticent to have, but it's just like it, there was just never the opportunity for it. And this weekend, I just felt like I just well, like, there's a level. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. No, there's a level of being like sc- me being scared in a way of like letting someone become friendly with you because in that, let's say whatever something bad happens in our relationship and uh, it doesn't work out. Then it's like, not only am I breaking up with her, I'm breaking you guys up. Or then mm-hmm. I have to have that like discussion of like, can I still be friends with her? It just yes. adds another level when you introduce your friends totally. to whoever you're dating. And they, you know, you form a bond. And, you and form- I think I was reluctant to even be close with her until you guys were official because yeah. because of that. Because yeah. I... Yeah, I think that w- there was part of me being like, okay, is is this actually happening? Can I like lock in? Because when I lock in with someone, I lock in. <laughs> and I sh- but uh, we had a really good weekend. I appreciate you guys um, helping me out with the dogs and just like hanging out with me. It was really nice. Yeah, we other watched than good the movies. Dil- other than running after you for a dildo, we were pretty. Yes. Pretty helpful, I think. Yes, you were. <laughs> Brenna picked up Luigi's dog shit with her bare hand. I'll never forget it. It was because it was a long story, but she's she's awesome. Uh, let's get to the news. That news, apparently. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Oh, boy. I hope you had a great July 4th. I hope no wives were killed. What was it from? I just said, don't kill your wife. Or kill a wife. I don't know. A wife was in the rant about having a good fourth. I don't know you how that came You said kill up. your wife, and then Nikki said, please don't do that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you got to say swells, first of all. We, and you, have all the swells. Right. There we go. Of there course. We go. I mean, that goes without saying, but I have to say <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> gaslighting is a form of psychological abuse that makes a person question their own perceptions, and there are five tactics that they use. Do you want to guess? guess or do you want to? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, five tactics that they use. Um, lying. Number one, they lie about things you know to be true. Um, uh, making you feel stupid. Call you crazy, emotionally unbalanced or too sensitive. Um, d- uh, ignoring your feelings or like uh, just saying that your feelings aren't real I guess that's the same thing well no deflect and distract when confronted and blame you for their behavior mm, what are some others keep going undermine you in subtle ways by weaponizing your insecurities against you yeah that's the biggest red flag if <sighs> and accuse you of doing things they are doing uh, yeah aka projection you really projection though you sometimes don't see until down the road where you're like he was always so scared of me cheating on him and he was cheating the whole time it's usually like if that's happening, he's probably unfaithful to you if he's worried about it or who knows. Um, but that's the, the big that's the big thing is like if someone uses something that you've told them in a vul- vulnerable moment against you, like usually it's pillow talk when you like kind of share something like about your insecurity and they use it against you. I almost think it's like there's no there's no apology there's no accepting their apology you gotta go yeah like i don't think i would i would have zero tolerance for that i believe i think like with gaslighting there's i feel like there should be degrees of it because i do feel like some people can do it and they don't even it's not like my boyfriend had a master's degree in it but do you think he did it that was just a cool line oh 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 do you but do you think that like 
I feel like there's people that do it because it's like they're evil. It's like psychopaths for sociopaths. Right. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're doing it for an end goal as opposed to they're just doing it naturally yeah. and they don't even realize they're doing it. I read about it. love bombing. That's a new term that a lot of uh, Gen Z are using of like, he love bombed me. Where, But love bombing actually is when someone does it, is lying to get you to be in love with them and then they're gonna they know they're gonna pull away but a lot of times guys love bomb not knowing that they're gonna pull away and that's very different and so you're right like some people gaslight not knowing that they're gaslighting they don't but the thing is whether you know it or not uh still being able to identify it being able to putting up with it is where someone has it's really not about the person doing it and being like don't do that it's you going no, I'm not going to put up with that. I'm leaving. I swear to God, like this men prefer bitches book kind of spells it all out. Like it's all about just like, it's a bad title, but it's just like respecting yourself, like not letting someone talk to you that way. But I was talking to Brenna about it. Like it was really hard for me in relationships to say, don't do that because I thought the guy would just be like, you're overly emotional. Um, I didn't mean it that way. I'm I like to joke that way and I'm going to keep doing it. And then I go, well, I don't like when people do that. Well, I guess then you have to break up with me and then I have to break up with someone that just won't change for me. So I'm so scared of putting my foot down about stuff sometimes. I know it's so fucked up when you call out someone's bullshit and then you don't get you don't win. And then you're like, well, shit, that didn't go how I planned. So what do you do? I mean, then I guess it's not meant to be that way. Well, here's an example. I was like in love with someone who uh, was teasing me about my looks in like a very like and to him. It was like a, a complete insane. It was insane that I would get offended because he thought I was like the most beautiful woman ever. He's like, I don't think like there was a I was doing an impression of Predator, you know, like yeah, that. And yeah. I've never seen Predator, but I was just like making Predator noises with a bunch of people. And like it was in it was dark and i was like standing in like the moonlight like it was hard to see me and i'm like and this guy looks up to looks up at me and he goes oh and you kind of look like predator too and i was just like no and he was already like bugging me he was already like saying a little things like that over and over that were just like and i was like i just was like ugh. and then later on i go i can't handle i don't if you need to make fun of my looks in any way we're it's not gonna work i will not be with someone i know that that that's a fun thing to do and maybe that's a part of your personality to constantly tease and like make jokes that seem innocent enough yeah but i'm not gonna put up with it and i you i will not be with someone who makes fun of my looks and he's just like you don't look like that is insane and i go i'm gonna go on stage this year and i'm gonna prove to you that i kind of do look like predator like there's a way for me to because predator has like dreadlocks you know like i could look like predator and like there is a way that i could take offense to that why even say it like it's i go if that's important to you in a relationship i'm not your lady because i will not tolerate looks jokes about my looks he's like but that's why it's funny is because like that wouldn't you in no way resemble predator that's insane you would be and i go i feel ugly I it's a thing I will I felt when I was a child it will always be with me and if you want to make fun of my looks it's just not going to work you can do there are many girls that you could date that don't mind it it ain't going to be me and that's where I was like okay that's the difference 
what if the thing that makes you upset and you want to put your foot down about they can't invalidate it because it's just how you feel and it it maybe you're weird or different than most girls but that's how you feel and if 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 it's so important to that person that they get to insult you in that way that one way that triggers you then they like that more than you it's like what is they we all make a uh, we all can adapt to the people we love and make and not say the things that we you know, no, we don't curse in front of grandma. Okay, so don't make looks, jokes about my looks in front of Nikki. That's her weird thing. Yeah. So just do that. And it was hard for me to say because it's it seems so irrational and it seems like I hate being well, a girl. They think that's you're like, a comedian. Oh. You're a comedian. You're you're a roast comedian. So you're like. Pfft. Oh, she'll love that. Like, they probably feel pressure to be funny. Yeah. And like, oh, she'll love this about me calling her predator. Like, yeah. And when you say, oh, you're being sensitive, like, oh, you're being sensitive. You're not predator. It's such a, I fucking hate it. Because then if you argue that, then you're just, you're being even more sensitive. It's such a great tactic. Since being sensitive is not a bad thing. Like, so when, if your husband out there or your girlfriend or someone is like, you're such a baby, like you're, oh my God, you're upset about that. And it's just like the dumbest thing to say to someone because you are what you are and you can't help it. So don't ever feel bad about feeling sensitive. And it's something that I have to work on. I mean, I've, I've definitely done that to you of like, oh really, you're upset. (laughs) It's hard not to have that reaction when someone seems like, so like for me to hear Noah's scared of those pop rocks, I'm like, Noah, come on. But guess what? She is. And it, it does, it's not for me to police Wait, or to invalidate. Pop rocks that you snaps. put in your mouth? No, oh, no, snaps. The things oh. you throw on the. Yeah, I could see how that could be a thing. I'm mostly yeah. afraid of someone throwing them at me and it like exploding on my body. So. Yeah, that would really not be stupid. good. Did a kid do it to you when you were a kid? No, it's oh. never been done to me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no PTA. But it could. It could be done to you. So it's, it's a valid fear. But. It's hard. It reminds you of Nam. I just hope that more people. I taught my mom to do that with my dad. Because my mom like wanted to cry about Marion yeah. when she was still in the hospital and she came over here to do some to help me move some furniture. And she was like, I just I just can't. I, I just want to cry all the time. And you're I just and I go, it's okay. You witnessed Marion being shredded up by a dog. Yeah. You Dad fell. You shattered your phone. It was a very traumatic experience, not to mention the ride to the vet where she's bleeding all over, getting to the vet, having her in the hospital for three days. You can't even see her. You're not getting calls from the vet. You don't know what's happening. You don't know if she's going to survive. Yeah, I can understand you'd want to cry, mom. And she was like, no, I don't. It's just I don't want to. And we're going up in the elevator and I go, you're safe here. I took her hand. I was like, do you want to cry with me? Because I want to cry, too. And I don't like I need someone to cry with. She's like, I don't need to cry. It's fine. It's fine. I go, if you want to cry and dad says to you, it makes you feel bad about it, which sometimes happens because my dad's uncomfortable with that, like uncontrollable emotions of women. It happens. He's not a bad person. I said, just tell him your feelings are your feelings. I didn't know until my my parents didn't teach me this so i'm trying to teach my parents you can't help your feelings you really can't so never feel guilty for them because you are not choosing to feel that way you're not choosing to cry i mean sometimes you do because you need a release but needing that release is not a choice you need it so get it and don't feel bad and i hope that helps someone out there next story um 
a sixth way of gaslighting. <laughs> <laughs> what if the whole thing was just gas? Yeah, that, that's all we do from now on. Is oh like wait, you're sensitive stories. to another story about it, Nikki? <laughs> can't I handle mean, it. I bet you could find times when I gaslight you on this podcast. It's hard not to. It's like yeah. Well, should we have our fans go through? No. <laughs> How about no? <laughs> I love you guys, but please do not backlog all the times I've just DM me a list. Yeah, yeah. And when I've done it. You know, um, a new study finds that facial structure okay. predicts attitudes about casual sex, especially when judging men. So uh, I don't. So self-reported sociosexuality, a measure of how accepting a casual sex of someone is correlated with having more masculine looking facial features. That makes sense. So uh, a woman with more masculine features might be more open to casual sex because she might have more testosterone, which would no, le- no. Not an even close. Men who have men who have more testosterone are more prone to be okay with like one night stands, and women who have higher estrogen levels are more prone to be socio sexually unrestricted. Or thank you. Okay, so, but what about the masculine the 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 bone structure of your face? What do what do you mean? But what's that tell? Does estrogen make your face do different things? Okay, so the... Uh. Okay. No, will you just... Yeah, will you just... Well, I'm reading this. Yeah, gaslight me, please. (laughs) No, it's fine. I I read from top to bottom. (laughs) Oh! No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So basically, it said that when women see a man with masculine features because of higher testosterone, doesn't mean a more attractive man, Mm -hmm. they will likely say, oh, that guy is into one-night stands, and they might be reluctant to hooking up or like dating if they're a woman that isn't into that right exactly and And then the study they found that women point out men who are uh more masculine features on their face and those men were like in the survey that that they did said that they were like okay with one night stands and flings and stuff like that so So women women could differentiate So if you look like yes. a little church boy, you're not more likely to eat ass on the first night. Mm. You know I what I mean? I don't know that church boys don't look masculine, though. <laughs> like, what What? What does a I'm masculine face... I'm talking like, you don't have a lot of facial hair. You're very, like, uh, like just puppy-eyed. Yeah. Like, oh, I love the world. Yes. Kind if of you guy, just look like a nicer face. guy. Yeah, if you look like a nicer guy, not a bad boy. What like about the, the guy structure from, of their long dick? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Long dick has a very... He has a... A, a, a long nose he's very you know manly mm. he's got his facial hair his i don't know he has a lot of hair mm-hmm. um long structure see he seems feminine features to me on his face really yeah i think he's kind of nerdy i think you take away the hair and the facial hair right he's like so a that's what i'm saying nerd. i bet he like yeah. isn't into casual sex yeah but i think his character like he tries to look like mm. that i don't know like i uh, I, like a masculine man, like a guy at a truck stop, like looks like uh, he'll fuck the first night. You know what I mean? Like it, it a just, trucker. It, must, it makes sense that a more manly looking man is probably wanting to spread his seed more, thus wanting more <laughs> novel puss. Puss. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think doing that over time, like having these one night stands and stories, will make your face look more masculine? No. You know what I mean? Like you, you see when someone's like hardened, like. You know whether it's by drugs or alcohol or life life just has really like they've taken in a lot of life so you see it on their face 
You know what I, just I mean? Feel like, yeah, I I feel like I can get a. I don't know if I can sense if a guy is like someone who fucks a lot because I'm not drawn to those guys. I don't know what I'm drawn. What do you to. like? A feminine or masculine? Um, probably something in the middle. I kind of like a feminine face. Like I like a pretty face. Like I like a face of a guy that looks like you know, like I like a Zac Efron, and he has just like a beautiful woman's face. You know, like I like a a manly body with like I like good bone structure. I like a structured jaw. Like I like I would pretty say eyes, Zac Efron, smile. Like he's masculine though, because remember, yes. masculine and attractiveness are not related. Mm. Really? Yeah. But masculine God. face. Just the facial structure. Well, Zac Efron, have you seen his his new like, face jawline? <laughs> yeah, his his jawline. He does have a, but there's something very like pretty about his bone structure. Like he does have like a. There's something feminine about it, and yeah, in a his good eyes way. are like beautiful. Like he has like womanly eyes. But I agree, Noah. He does have like a structured face. I don't know. I'll, I'll start paying more attention to this. I'm trying to think about guys that you find attractive. Next story. Hmm. I'll think about it. I mean, I, I think I, I think I'm attracted to uh, men that are, are not like you liked a lot of those soccer players the other day. Yeah, I did. That, that I was pretty horned up for them. I've I've been pretty horned up recently. I'm I'm I'm, I'm I have a lot of uh, suitors. I'm I'm in a good place right now. I mean, I'm very spread out <laughs> in terms of like uh, potential guys. There's like a lot, and which is good because none of them disappoint me too much. There's always one that's hitting me up. Um, I don't really require too much from any of them. And um, that, but why men love bitches? I just needed, I needed a refresher of how to deal with fucking men. Because dude, it's, it's, here's the book. Don't ever be available to them. Or, and if you are, make them work for it. There you go. That's it. That's, the, that's how to get a man. Don't text them first. Act like you're busy and like you don't give a shit because literally everyone wants something they can't have. The chase is everything. That's but what it. if you're sad when you're alone because you're playing these games so much that I am the guy never comes over and I am. then you're alone and sad because then that guy is not meant to be that's not the guy that's why I get so fucking frustrated by all of this because I play it cool where I don't text and I don't but the good part is it, when you when you don't text them you forget about them eventually and then you don't you actually aren't bothered by it when you keep this ball going of like when are they going to text me and like giving them a little thing here and there it keeps your like liking of them going where if you were just to stay away you'd learn that they're not into you faster and you wouldn't be as attracted good point but it is it's really frustrating yeah i can only imagine yeah why do i care why do i care why do I care? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Bachelorette's Claire Crawley mm -hmm. reveals that she's removing her breast implants oh, right. because she's experiencing a lot of symptoms, including an upper body rash, high white blood cell counts, and a recent mammogram and ultrasound showing sacs of fluid behind her implants. Yeah, she says her body is like attacking the implants, which can happen when you have a foreign object put into your body. Your body can think it's something that needs to be removed and so it just sends your body to attack your immune system to attack it so um good for her getting those out they looked fantastic on her season um they look great i mean i bet she's gonna have great boobs otherwise um what a risk though to take that to learn that to do something cosmetically and to have it backfire like that would be would be really really hard so i i feel for her especially if you're getting a lot of positive uh, affirmation from people 
being like, your tits look great. You're so hot now. What did you do different? I mean, that's like, like, by the way, thing. Yeah. Like makeup, spray tans, outfits. When people compliment you, you go, it's not really me. It's like, I just put on a dress and you just go, oh, they don't even like me for me. Like I'm only getting compliments because of this thing. And yeah, if that dress was also killing you. Yeah. I feel like it's for a guy because we don't wear makeup and a beard, I guess, but like you shave or, but I think when I put on a suit or something, I don't realize how shitty people think of me until I put on a suit. And then Mm -hmm. people are like, Whoa, look at you. And I'm like, dude, I just put a tie on. Like, why the fuck does this matter? I know. It's just, yeah. But for a woman, it's a thousand times harder. Like I would, yeah. If I put on makeup every, it's like a clown, putting on makeup and be like, you're hilarious. And it's like, uh, the makeup helps. Like it's, it's so just, it's it really, I used to talk about it all the time. I've let it go. But when I get a spray tan, the amount of compliments I get from yes. both my mom, like being like, you look so great right now. And like, just like people who love me and really know, like when I'm happiest, it's like, she thinks I'm, my, I'm happiest, but I'm just look hot, <laughs> you know? And like, and the amount of compliments you get when you get a spray tan are so it's it's so disturbing how much the world opens up oh, to you. And when you're just a pretty when you, woman, yeah. when when walking down the street, when I look hot walking down the street, because I like sometimes when I wake up in the morning to walk Luigi around my corner, there's a lot of people out for breakfast. There's Starbucks. People are out. It's like a very busy little square. And some days I just all that I could find are like short running shorts and like a little tank top. And I'm just like, whatever. And I'm not trying to be hot, but I just have more skin. I get so much more attention than when I look like a vagabond, when I'd grab something that's like, not like, it's just your people are more aware of you. And as someone that craves attention from people, it's like hard not to maybe go towards that, but that's not the kind of attention I want. So I feel weird about it sometimes, but I will say the other day I, happened to put on a cute outfit just on a whim because it was all that i could find it was in my all the lululemon stuff i want to return because it doesn't quite fit and i've been too lazy to do it even though it's literally downstairs um i just keep going like oh i'll just wear it and then i just take off the tag and i end up wearing it so i looked really cute the other day and i was walking in the building and should i say this for final thought but like i that guy i met a guy you remember oh that guy yeah yes. on july 3rd it was on um july 4th no, no it, was, it was on the oh, third. Excuse me. Yeah, it was yeah. on Saturday. Noah, I was walking into the building. I was carrying both the dogs and I saw this guy tr- like yelling at the people. So the pool area is kind of like you can see it from it's like on the third level of our apartment. But the, he was shouting to people that were up at the pool and I could see that they were like, come on in what, and go up to the third level. And I saw this guy. We're trying to get in the front door. There's someone loading a couch. It's totally blocked. And I go, hey, dude do you want to go around the back? I'll show you the back entrance. And he's like, okay. And so he follows me and I'm like, are you going to beat your friends? He's like, yeah, uh, meeting Janie and Rick. And I'm like, I don't know anyone in this building, but uh, I, and he's like, you just move in. I'm like, ah, nah, nah. we just like small talk. His friend meets, he's on the phone with her. He's like, I've met someone. She's taking me around the back. This girl in the swimsuit comes out and is like, Oh, thanks for finding our friend. She goes with him. I'm carrying both dogs or I'm carrying one dog, Luigi on a leash. And then I see my Amazon package. I really want to bring up cause it's my new pet Roomba. And I, the guy he's waiting at the elevator with the girl and I go, I'm sorry. Do you mind if I borrow your friend so he can help me bring up this Amazon package? Cause he was kind of cute actually. And, and he was like, I needed help with this package. I really did. And, um, he was, she, she was like, yeah, I go, I'll let him down. I'll, I'll tell him where to go afterwards. And so he was like, okay. And so he helps me and we're in the elevator and um, he 
we're on the way up and he's like so what do you what do you do like he asked me what i do which no one ever asked that i'm always dying for them to ask me that because i got a cool job but most people don't because everyone has shitty jobs you know yeah which i i understand and i was like oh i'm a comedian he's like oh do you wow okay do you like perform around here and i was like not really i actually like I'm like do mostly like TV stuff and um, I, I mean I was just like I'm I wanted to be like I'm kind of famous like I just want to cut to the chase like ugh. but uh, I was just like no I'm actually doing a tour pretty soon of like a countrywide tour starting at the end of the month I know it feels like bragging but you're just being honest yeah and he's like wait what's your what's your last name I was like Glazer and he's like but you're Dickie Glazer and he was like and if if you're listening I that's not your voice it's just any dude's voice and then he he was really nice he was like you're raunchy, right? And I was like, and I was just telling Brenna the other day that I hate when people are like, you're raunchy, but I, I, his reaction was great. And I go, yeah, I am. I go, I'm just honest. And he goes, absolutely. He was like, I remember the first time I saw Amy Schumer and I was just like, like, this is awesome. And I was like, thank you. I, Cause I thought I heard him say Amy Schumer and I was about to like brace myself. Cause a lot of people, a lot of dudes like say that, say bad stuff. Like it's like kind of cool to think Amy is like not cool yeah. or something now and they're just wrong and it makes me so mad and i always have to like and then it makes me go from liking this guy to being like you don't fucking know like and it, they compare you to they're yeah, like, they oh, always she's to, like amy but funnier or she's or, like this like that and they did it to amy when they would yeah. and when amy was coming up with someone who was already like they'll they'll do it to me someday you to they, Sarah you, Silverman, you get yeah. built up and then they everyone the new people they mm-hmm. talk about the last person that was big and they go you're funnier than her whatever so but he didn't say that he was like i loved her and i was like thank you for saying that i was like she is one of my favorite comedians ever and yeah she totally is like i'm very much like similar in her vein and and um and then i walked in and i go andrew we have a guest and he came on in and he dropped down the roomba and then he was like come on down to the pool and we were gonna go down but then he left before we could go down but we watched if you're listening tommy i waited for you to slide in my dms by the way he never did he had a very um he had a masculine feel to him yeah but he but with like a feminine he had long hair he had, like a he had like a ridiculous. He had a haircut. He had a ridiculous like a, look. He had like a Theo Von Mullet type thing, mustache. But he was really cute and really nice. Yes. And um. But strong, like he came off like. Yeah, he carried the fuck out of that room. Yeah, man. he, he carried, slammed it down. Yeah. Yeah, but he's got a. He's oh, like there's room, but for this cock in that puss. But we watched him go down to the <laughs> pool and like tell the story to his friends of who I was. Like we got to watch from bird's eye view of him because Andrew You're was like, "Gonna believe it." So bro. he walked over and was like, "He's like." to this and like we saw him like telling the story and then we were like we were kind of like t- talking as he was you know gesturing like and then she was and then the people at the table were kind of like not impressed they were all just like okay let's let's play jenga and um but then andrew and i were joking that he could have been like guys uh so up there there was a plane i saw on the way in and then like he could have been telling a totally different it had story nothing to do with nikki but it just like yeah oh my god i caught a fish earlier this morning yeah that was so fucking big dude and i brought it in on a tackle or that you like, wouldn't even believe this old lady who let me in she like her roommate looked cool as fuck dude he had all these like golf clubs laying around like he could have been not dude, even she was wearing about- i think lululemon that was too tight on her but yeah. she took the fuck tag off anyways i mean that's wild right oh my Bro. god uh let's get to the top one bottom one are us and and please do slide in tommy yeah, if you, if you do hear me or any of tommy's friends he was cute he was nice i just want to be friends not asking for anything more uh top one bottom one is when we say the top one and bottom one experience of a certain category um and it's maybe not experience maybe a thing person place or thing what is today's category noah 
inspirational movies. Yes. Okay. So this is any movie that inspired the course of your life, and it could be the worst inspiration, and the, or it could it, it is. We're coming up with the worst one that like impacted our lives in a way that we wish maybe we wouldn't have seen it, and then one that impacted our lives in a way that we're glad we saw it. Uh, can you kick us off, Andrew, with the worst? The worst. Um you kind of gave it away in our text chain, but it is the movie Kids. Mm-hmm. It had a horrible influence on me. Uh, it made me a complete hypochondriac. It made me afraid of uh, the disease HIV. Uh, if you did see the movie, uh, this girl who is a virgin uh, gets AIDS on the first guy that she had sex with. Uh, and then it's just the whole movie is her trying to find this mm-hmm. guy while he's having sex with other women. And just giving AIDS to everyone. AIDS to everyone. And then it ends with her giving the guy's friend Casper, a, like having sex with him unprotected. So wow. all I Where thought, did you see this? Under what circumstance were you watching this movie? I don't know. Child? I guess it was like, I guess I was probably like a freshman or eighth grade. So I wasn't too young but i was i was old enough where like sex was starting to become a thing yeah so it made me think any girl that had sex with maybe like two or three guys in high school she was dirty and she there's a strong chance that she you know had some kind of disease that would kill me Mm -hmm. so it made me really afraid of women like having intercourse with women and being sexual with women and thinking of sex as a positive thing Mm -hmm. not hiv positive just positive at all like like and so i was afraid and it made me and and it gave me an irrational fear you know and uh even the other night when i cut my hand i was like working on your girlfriend's foot you were like what if her blood gets on your blood and i'm like I don't have AIDS. I know, but it was just a we. It was just like a. But but and I'm not trying to invalidate yeah. it. But that was that's still that's still there for you. Not that it was like I, I was bleeding, so I should st- have stopped working for sure. But I <laughs> but my fear wouldn't have been to give her. I don't think it was AIDS at that point. I just I don't know. I don't think you have a disease. I just thought it was just like you were seeing very scared you with about a scalpel, our- and like I obviously care about her feet. Like I didn't want you to like slice her foot and then make it worse or like right because you know you're good with a scalpel once you really start digging yeah, in. Yeah, but, but I cut myself with it. But you so cut, it couldn't be that and you're good. like, oh, it's just a little wound. But it really <laughs> is. Look at look at you. Can't your even finger see it. was bleeding a good amount. Any doctor would put gloves on. I'm no, like, I mean you're right. Yes, I should have had gloves on, but I literally can't even find where i cut myself because it was so it was like a paper cut that was bleeding a lot but you're right i mean you're not wrong but i felt like that was a little bit of oh for sure and even i had to tell brenna like we have to stop because i saw you even before the blood happened you were squirming in a way that i knew you were deeply deeply uncomfortable and i didn't want to make you feel that way and i think like Sometimes if I'm like, well, you know, I just think maybe put gloves on or like just be a little bit more. You get defensive about mm-hmm. that. It's like, no, I'm fine with a scalpel. What are you talking about? Why yeah, you're but waving gloves, the scalpel? They, they can cut through gloves, too. True. Two. Two. Um, but yeah, so that movie really fucked me up. Yeah, I and would it, say so. And yeah. I've talked to other people and it's it fucked them up a I lot, too. Whenever I'm on Reddit and there's like a what movie fucked you up the most, that's always up there. For yeah. sure. Noah, what's your um, bottom movie of influence, <laughs> if you if you can come up with one? This is really, this was a very hard one for me, because mm. I don't have the patience for movies, and all the movies I watch are, like, fucked up, <laughs> or horror movies. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe, but as so, a kid or anything? I love how Noah has this sinister side. Noah, like. Noah's into heavy metal. <laughs> yeah. She plays heavy metal. She is... 
She only watches horror movies. I mean, I don't. I don't even know who you are. Sometimes you are, and you're. You have the sweetest little voice. She's her brown roots. Sometimes I just love how much people love Noah, and like even though she talks like twice a show, oh, that's all. But people mean. still a lot of get, impact. They yeah. get Noah. Yes, it makes me feel so good when besties are like and say. And I love Noah. I'm like Noah barely talks, and you under and because I'm so such a sweet. fucking talker. But they get how sweet you are. They know. So I love there's you. This, there's this very dark side. Yeah. Though, so tell us Noah. what movie yeah. made okay, wait, you this so fucked up <laughs> secret. No, no. Okay. So I think the movies that I definitely have a hard time <laughs> with are any war movies, like mm. Full Metal Jacket or any of those. I just can't watch them. Yeah. Why? It just it just it just makes me depressed because it's like oh it's a movie but it's also like very like a very harsh reality that people have to go through. Does it make you think of poppers? Yeah, the loud it's those, noises. Those little, oh, snaps. You yeah, don't snaps. like. You're worried about snaps. Yeah, yeah. Probably all time. Whenever she together. sees civil war doc, like uh, you know, she bombs can't watch. going off. She's thinking about getting hit with snappers. Yeah, I couldn't watch 1917 or Band of Brothers because it just reminded me of the idea that someone might throw little paper pieces at my gym shoes um no i totally agree with you when my dad loves war movies and i know band of brothers is like this epic series that you just must see and there's been you know braveheart any kind of war war is so stressful and we're on the brink of it constantly why would you ever want to go into a movie theater and live war and i understand that some people like it and that's why some people like fourth of july and some people like reenacting civil wars there's something thrilling about it but um, I completely agree with you. My um, bottom one is very easy for me to say. It was in eighth grade. We were reading this book called Z for Zachariah, which is about the end of the world and like one person, one girl or boy is left. And so my teacher, Mrs. Cannon, um, actually this was ninth grade. I'm sorry. No, it was eighth grade. Sorry. She was my eighth grade and ninth grade teacher. She, uh, she wanted us to see this movie that was about the same themes of like the end of the world called uh, and by the way mrs cannon is one of my parents best friends now and was even then and she showed us the day after tomorrow i believe it was uh th- i think that's what it's called it was a mini series made in like the late 80s early 90s maybe about lawrence kansas about a bunch of people that survived the apocalypse like a nuclear explosion and are just like have w- like you know open sores and are just trying to survive but th- we watched this in eighth grade when the explosion goes off there's like a big bright light and then everyone that's like there's like kids playing on a soccer field and like you know just people like out and about in in traffic and they all their skeletons flash and then they're all dead and their skeletons are all having a great time because we all know that skeletons always be smiling but that 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 scared me so much that the world could end in a flash and there's nothing i can do about it and then i couldn't sleep for I slept on my parents' floor for another year after that, and I was really, really embarrassed of it, and I would come downstairs, and then I've told the story before, but I used to just not be able to sleep because I just knew that somewhere a button could be pushed, and then everything's gone. Yeah. And I went downstairs one time, and I remember creaking open my parents' door, same door that they have now. I know the sound of it, and just going, like, making sure they weren't having sex. I was old enough to know, like, my parents could be fooling around. So I would knock first, wait to hear them, then open the door quietly. They were asleep. And I just remember my parents going, Nikki, what? Because it was just every night. And I was in ninth grade at this point. And I go, I can't sleep. And my dad goes, why? And I go, I just can't handle the idea that somewhere someone could push a button and we all die in like this flash. And he was like, honestly, 
there is nothing you can do about it. Like, just understand that there's nothing that you can do. Like, like you have no control over it. And for whatever reason, that was the greatest gift to me because for some reason, the reason I was staying up was because I felt like I could do something. And as soon as I was told, like, you can't do anything, and I don't mean to relate this to sex, but when I'm tied up and I can't do anything, I feel so much easier to relax and, like, let myself enjoy what's happening because... I can't do anything. Yeah. And I like having, I like when there's nothing I can do. And, um, and so that, that, but that movie fucked me up so much. And now I'm comforted by the fact that there just might be a flash and then there's no warning. I don't have to say goodbye. I don't have to go like, Oh my God, we're about to die. It's just going to be like, skeleton. Then everyone's dead and you don't have to compete with anybody. I don't have to care for about Marion anymore. Do you think, um, that movie hit you too because you know living in the midwest you always think oh if they're gonna attack us they're gonna blow up new york yeah. and we'll be fine but since it was in kansas that's yeah. like kind of right yeah next it was to in you. lawrence kansas where i ended yeah. up going to college and i maybe just knew that maybe it was a really depressing city and i was like i don't even want to live to go to school oh. there <laughs> no it was a great town okay top top influential go movie. jayhawks um top influential movie i would have to say for me was a movie called rudy Mm, I thought you were going to say Roots, and I was like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Wow. I remember I rode my bike to watch Crooklyn, Mm. like two miles to see. I don't know why I was into Spike Lee for like a week and a half. All I know from it is Rudy, Rudy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Rudy is a story of this guy who uh, he always wanted to play football in Notre Dame. And he got old, you know, he never went to Notre Dame. He never went to college. He was older. He was small. Mm. So I related like, cause I played football. I was tiny. I was the underdog. No one expected anything from me. So when he was like, tw- like old, like 25, 26, his friend died in a, in a, in an accident inside a factory and it inspired him to go, you know what? Life is short. I want to go after my dream. Mm. So he went back and he went to a small college, like community college, and he got a good enough grades to get into Notre Dame. And then everyone's like, oh, yeah, okay, you got into Notre Dame. That's unbelievable. No, but I'm going to play football there. And his whole family. Is that allowed? Can you play football for Notre Dame if you're in your 20s? Like yeah, older? Yeah, there was this guy, Chris Wanky, who was 28 and he played quarterback for Florida State. Oh, okay. And he, you know, anyways, so, so he goes back. Plays for no all his, his brothers laughing Can at him. Can this be my least influential movie? Can I change <laughs> mine? Just hearing the synopsis. I'm just kidding. Go so, on. Is this gaslighting? <laughs> so, <laughs> wait. Can you fix her leg? Let's tuck it up. Yeah. So, anyways, long story short, it was about a small guy that uh, went against all odds when people said you couldn't play, and it really inspired me. He ended up playing. He got a he got a sack in the in his senior game mm. on the quarterback. And everyone, when did you see this movie and, and, and in what ways in your life has this like inspired you to like do Well, it definitely different? inspired me in high school when I, I think it came out in high school. All I know is my one movie I had in college. I had that movie and Dumb and Dumber in college, freshman mm. year in college. Mm-hmm. And that's all I watched <laughs> probably like 75 times each movie. Uh, Dumb and Dumber was also very I love that. Rudy, I feel like, is just one movie that men fucking love. I got to see it sometime. We should watch it sometime. I would like to to see that. And he ended up in, uh, I think he went to jail recently for like, insider that, trading. Wait, Rudy? Yeah. Wait, so it's based on a real true story? Yeah, it's a true story. Oh, cool. And Rudy's a great name, by the way. Uh, to Root? My sister and I were coming up with baby names the other day t- for potential children in our family. And, uh, Be good for a girl, too. Love it for a girl. There was a girl named Rudy on uh, Bachelor's uh, last season. Listen to your heart. Uh, the the one where they were like 
musicians and she was the most talented one her name was rudy she was so cute uh noah what is your most top one influential movie that is like you know changed the course of your life i guess okay so there's a movie called enter the void Mm -hmm. it's a very sad movie about a guy who's a drug dealer and died from drugs and then the movie shows uh the impact that his death had on his friends and his girlfriend and all that whoa i like this yeah, so it's like his soul leaves his body and just kind of goes and sees what what happens to them. It is so fucked up. Really? Um, but it it I guess like the positive way that it affected me is that like while all my friends were doing drugs, I was too scared to do it because I didn't want to die. So it was like <laughs> relatable to Andrew. Oh, so it influenced you to not do hard drugs because you might be like enter the void. Right, and, and also just like making sure that my decisions are not impacting other people in such negative oh, ways. Oh, realizing, like, like seeing a movie that made you realize how your life has a butterfly effect, like how, mm. yes, yeah. how you could leave behind a lot of sadness and, and damage. That's really, I love that. Wait, have you seen Requiem for a Dream? I have. Now, is that movie similar? Because again, on Reddit, every month they have this question of like, what's the movie that you wish you wouldn't have seen or you saw too young? That movie does fuck you up. I haven't seen it. I read about, my hobby is reading about movies that are too disturbing for me to see. So there's a lot of movies I've read about that are like, you know, kind of either, uh, Art, art films that like are have been banned you know the type that people walked out of the can screening because it was so disturbing the depiction of rape or whatever it was there's a movie the um the horror movie i just read about god what is it called hereditary have you seen that Mm-mm. oh my god no. you that apparently to anyone who's listening and has seen hereditary with tony collette uh, it's a recent film. It was I love in a theaters. podcast that says reviews about reviews. Honestly, uh, that's I can't I can't watch Saw movies. I can't do. I, but I love reading descriptions of them. I can read horror any day. Does anyone relate to that? I don't want to see it, but I want to read it um, and just read about how fucked up it is. But well, Hereditary for a Dream, Hereditary, is, is even wild. the synopses and and Requiem for a Dream. I will say they cannot capture what how profoundly weird those movies are because. I can't get a sense from reading them how fucked up it is, but just based on people on Reddit saying like this, I, this movie I've watched once. I'm glad I saw it, but I will never watch it again. I try to see like, what was it? And they, it's like mushrooms. You can't describe it until you see it. So I might have to, but Noah, can I, will you watch hereditary for me? If you like horror movies, it's supposed to be the most disturbing one ever. I mean, it was in theater. So Uh, I'm not asking you to, I can give you other disturbing ones, oh. like the most disturbing ones. Okay, but literally, I think Hereditary might be, I, I would, I bet you, based on my research, it might take the cake for you. I don't know, Dark Noah, she's seen some what's things. What's the one, Noah? No, what's the one movie that you think is the most fucked up movie you've seen? Is it Enter the Void? The most, no, the most, well, I ha- I won't watch it because of what it has in it, but the one that like all the horror freaks, well, it's not, it's not really, I mean, it's horrifying, but a Serbian film, and it's because it involves uh, rape, rape and incest. Yes, I've heard of that one as well. Um, yes, there's those, uh, like Hostel, I won't watch any kind of torture movies. But yes, I know what you're talking about, like those those movies that uh, there's there's definitely some horror films that, free, like even Parasite, last night you were like, we were thinking about watching Parasite, and I go, isn't it like really like fucked up? It's going to make me like kind of fucked up. And you were like, you just have to read the whole thing because it's subtitles. And I go, I read anyway. That's I have true. subtitles for everything. I read literally everything I watch, and it's kind of becoming a problem. You would like Parasite. Parasite's not a I horror. I know. I, I would like it. 
Okay, my number one influential movie, I still don't know what it's going to be, even though I'm talking, but I have to say, <sighs> you've got mail. And because it, uh, I'm going to give it to two different ones. You've got mail because it makes me believe in, it's just a, a, a good representation of movies that have given me this crazy rom-com uh v- view of life and wanting my life to be a movie and needing everything to be for a reason and like oh isn't it fun like i my life i kind of in my interactions with men i make into great scenes like there's some things that have happened that are such great scenes in movies and i think it's all because i've just been inspired by i want my life to look like a rom-com which by the way don't these things don't exist it doesn't work out that way um have I, you ever been in the moment present and you're like, this is just like, like while you're kissing the guy, be like, this is just yes. like clueless or whatever. No, not like that. Like I've just been like, oh my God, like <laughs> that was the best line I just said that would be in a movie about like a girl that's dealing with a guy. Like I've just had some lines that I'm like, that's straight up Nora Ephron, like yeah. snarkyism or like just a line that's, uh, you know. But do you think you're saying the line because no. of not uh, not to like no feel I'm just like, clever yeah 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 but then in that like there was one time that I said a line to a guy <laughs> where he we were accusing this guy of like uh, we were making fun of him for uh, using like the mystery method of pickup artistry because he like had a bunch of ridiculous jewelry on and stuff and we were like oh my god that's you're so trying to pick up girls but I kind of had a, a thing for this guy and he had no idea like I, it was. That's that's always where I have my most fun is I'm like getting knots in my stomach just even thinking about how thrilling this was. But like <laughs> I like when I just my favorite part of a relationship is when you the guy has no idea that I like him and then I start to lo- leave little crumbs that he goes fashion wait, eggs. Did she just like <laughs> did she just say that like wait was that did she just mean to touch me like just little things that that make and I'm not doing it to be manipulative and be like maybe he knows maybe he doesn't it's just like the littlest thing to like ease into like I like you you know and this guy I had been making fun of for using like the mystery method and he did this really dorky thing because he was just trying to flirt with me I think and he did this thing where he like like he like essentially let's just say like he like slammed a door in my face but as I was walking to a door he just slammed it like and to so I, it would just like slam in front of me and it was just like lame and you could just tell he was like nervous and just did a thing to get my attention and I just opened the door and like kept walking and I was like cool and he was like mystery uh mystery taught me that because we had already been doing stuff like joking about it and I just kept walking and I go well it's working and then I just kept I just said it over oh. my shoulder and then I kept walking oh. and like I know that he was just there being like wait is she saying that it's working like she likes me or she could have meant this but maybe she didn't and I but when I was walking away it was like I was walking away from an explosion like you should have seen my face I was like that was such a good line I do that I'm really good at those lines of just making guys feel you like walk, wait you walking into a sliding door after saying that would have been the funniest oh, oh thing God. on earth so that's my number that's my number one is you've got mail because it just represents rom-coms that i try to make my life about and then i will say that uh dead poet society was the one in high school that uh much like what noah said like you realize the impact that suicide can have that was like a precursor i'm really glad i saw that movie because it 
prepared me for losing a friend to suicide and and kind of seeing it happen in my own life and it just like profoundly it made me sad in a way that i now look back on it and realize like i it was a foreshadowing that i was going to struggle with suicide thought suicidal thoughts and when we watched up in the air this weekend unexpectedly we were watching up in the air if you haven't seen it george clooney and anna kendrick and um via farmiga which one time a guy on Twitter said, uh, I'm watching Via Farmiga and she looks very Farmiga. (laughs) (laughs) She's very, I saw a girl and she looked very Farmiga. So in the movie though, there's this, they're firing people all, they get hired to fire people and there's, and they're just showing all the people getting fired, different faces. And this one woman is just like, all right, well, guess what I'm going to do later today. And Anna kind of just like, what are you going to do? She's like, I'm going to jump off a bridge. And she just stares at her and Anna Kendrick's like, what? And she was like, yeah, there's a nice bridge by my house. I'm going to go over and I'm going to jump off that bridge. And it, the way this woman said it, I like started crying. We're like, oh, you didn't even know, but I like teared up. I, it came on. The woman is such a good actress. And I just know that feeling of telling people you're going to kill yourself just to get a reaction to get some kind of like and, and meaning it. Like meaning because I've said it before, like I'm probably going to kill myself someday. Like and and I don't feel that way now, but I've said it before and meant it. And just that uh, just see knowing that I'm not alone with that feeling and seeing it in that character this weekend and also in Dead Poets Society, remembering that that Jim Carrey kind of character, the guy he wasn't Jim Carrey, but he looked like him that kills himself. Oh, sorry. Spoiler. Um, I love that movie so much. It just like made me so sad. And it it just. It, it hit yeah. me in a way that it didn't hit my friends and I look back and I realized because it was like I uh, was a deeply emotional child that didn't know how to handle it. And it just makes me like realize I had some depth to me when I was a little girl and like was obsessed with that really sad movie and no one understood. But it's so good. Dude, my captain by captain when they get up on the desk. Dude, the, my the, captain by captain? Or something. My captain. Oh, captain, my captain or something like that. But it's not <laughs> my captain by captain. <laughs> But I will say that I was thinking about Robin Williams this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Robin Williams is a comedian that's been able to do yeah, really Patch sincere Adams, yeah. work. Yeah. And like, he's Good funny in that hunting. stuff. But like, and that's made me realize I can write music because Robin Williams can be the silliest and yeah. then also the most serious and no one goes, wait, you can't be both. Will Ferrell did it. Adam Sandler's done it. You're right. Yeah. Sarah Silverman uh, did it recently. Yeah. Final thought. Um, I mean, how, what, what do you, well, well, Dead Poet Society, remember the scene when, uh, when he's drunk at the party and he's trying, he goes to the girl. Oh, he's trying to impress, uh, he's trying to get the girl's attention. I forget that. That that scene is, I can't watch that. Talk about a scene I can't watch because it's just so uncomfortable him being drunk and being done like, and he kisses her. Hmm. And uh, he gets caught and gets beat up by her jock boyfriend. Oh yeah, that did that just like embarrassment. That, but that movie, second yeah. embarrassment is really a hard thing to process. Like we watched Can't Hardly Wait the other night. Did we talk about that, Noah? Oh, we watched it with our, we watched it with besties. Holy shit, I never even talked about it. So I want to do it regularly. The other night, 
uh, Andrew and I both didn't have anything going on and I was in the mood to watch a movie and I was like, oh, you know what would be really fun if we just did this on Instagram Live. So that's why you'd have to follow us on Instagram because sometimes if you're also bored and don't, it was like a Friday night or something. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have anything going on so we decided to uh, pull up Can't Hardly Wait and watch it with besties. It was so much freaking fun. Um, how did we do it? We like, we had it on the TV and then we just commented with it. And, and it, Yeah, and on us as well. But yeah, no, what was the scene for, oh, when he... When he uh, admits his love to her. That, oh, oh, yeah. God. You didn't like that. I loved that scene where he's like, Amanda. And he's like, I just, I, I love you. And she's like, you know what? Why don't you just take your dick and shove it? Up? Like, she's like so mean to him. But it's just so that movie, Can't Really Wait, is fantastic. It is available on Hulu, even though I bought it on Prime because I didn't realize it was free on Hulu. Uh, in the movie, it was my favorite movie in high school. So funny. So well done. Seth Green is in it. Seth Green plays Kenny, who... No, have you seen Can't Hardly Wait? No. Okay, that's not in your genre. No one gets stabbed. Yeah, no one the uh, has their jaw ripped open. Are there any flesh-eating zombies? And their soul <laughs> removed, and it haunts children in the neighborhood. Well, that, yeah, that's after the credits, though, that scene. Um, the movie is so much fun. It is a great movie to watch with our besties. And thank you all to who joined us. And I got so many replies that it was so fun. People didn't have anything going on that night and they enjoyed it. So um, the wild part was that I was watching this and realizing how young all these actors were. Like Seth Green, who we've seen do a ton of stuff even before Can't Hardly Wait. I think he was on Buffy and what was he? He was like a young Austin Powers. Austin Powers. I think he did that after Can't Hardly Wait. Yes, it was definitely after. Um he was just so good in this role of this kid that's trying to be a black guy. Yeah. And then in the, the monologues he said, like, I remembered so much of the dialogue as a kid. So anyway, I was watching it. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm friends with Seth Green. Like, I've become friends with him through Jeff Ross, through I don't even oh, we did a um, we did the, the historical roast together. He was playing uh, David Bowie and we met there and then um he asked me to do Robot Chicken. I did a voice for that. I don't even think it's aired yet, but that was fun. Uh, but I was like, I gotta let Seth know like how fucking good he was. Oh, so I wrote to him and I said, I watched Can't Hardly Wait Again for the first time in maybe decades last night and God damn it, are you phenomenal in it. He said, thank you. That was a lot of fun. How's your Sunday? And I told him, he told me what he was doing um, and then he goes, wait, you did shows in LA? We blew it on hanging out. And I'm like, he goes, next time gadget, which I love next time gadget because it's like, uh, Inspector Gadget They would oh. always like End like Gadget Like it was just I just love next He goes next time Gadget And I said We really did We missed out Blah 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 And I go But seriously I forgot how I had Your monologues From Can't Hardly Wait Memorized I was obsessed With your performance In high school And it came Flooding back last night I'm friends With a genius He said thanks And this is what I love he goes, thank you. The result of tons of practice and prep. So disciplined in that moment. Crazy to think about. Genuinely, I love that you spent time with it. And that, I love that because it's like, I knew it. Watching his performance, that was a guy that had worked tirelessly to, to do that performance. And like so much work had gone into that. And I'm, I didn't know it at the time because I would have guessed like he's just that good. But the thing is, no one's just that good. Like, you have to be that good and you have to have the practice. So he was like the most elite, like, talk about like the elite athlete when he did that movie. Like, I never think of actors as like really training and being like, he did. Especially for like a role. He deserves a fucking. A role that you would assume is kind of silly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like oh, you're really going to put in 
a ton of work in playing like a guy who wears a neon green tracksuit and who's yeah. ridiculous. And, and it's like, yeah, I am because that's going to set me apart because Ugh. like Rudy, you got to work hard, you know, it was so well casted. <laughs> Whoever that that movie is so tons of fun, so many cameos from people you now know. Yeah, it was a blast to watch. But uh, Jason Siegel's in it. Jason Siegel is in it, like going he down on some out watermelon. watermelon. Yeah. Um, th- I mean, there's tons of people. You'll the whole time you'll see cameos. It's such a fun movie. I want to do it again with besties. But um, again, oh, uh, write us in and say what movie from like the '90s you want us to watch. I mean, I think we 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 we'll just pick it. I, yeah, because I don't. I kind of I think 10 things I hate about you I would watch she's all that I want to go back to these kind of yes. ones or even just yeah Requiem for a Dream yeah if you guys think there are movies sex. that you've seen that we would love based on this uh, podcast today please send them in and as always write into the show leave a voice memo uh, on our Instagram I'm going on tour NikkiGlazer.com slash tour I'm going to be in Waterloo New York this weekend on Saturday at a casino please come see me tickets available on my website then at the end of the month San Antonio and then we're off to the races with the tour it's going to be so much fun can't wait to see you all there I can't believe I'm going to be on tour in less than a week doing stand-up again i'm ready i'm fucking ready guys i'm so excited i love you can't wait for the show tomorrow great shows all week thank you noah thank you andrew don't be care and uh don't be care you know all the swells looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results but also empower you with a sense of complete control enter conair girl bomb your secret weapons for smooth sleek results made just for women from the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 